This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And yes, this is your daily financial news. First and foremost, let's congratulate one more person. Rudy, congratulations for getting your first or next rental property. Congratulations for doing the work, finding a good or great deal. Your uh, card, Rudy, will go out in the mail today. Actually, it's Sunday, right? So it'll go in the mail today, but out tomorrow. But congratulations, Rudy. If you don't know what's going on, folks, I created a challenge on June 1st of this year. I'm trying to figure out what impact this YouTube channel has, this book has, and just everything one rental at a time. And uh, I'm trying to see if we can't get 500 transactions done in a year. Yes, that would be more than one deal a day for 365 days. So pretty exciting news. It is Sunday, so I will report the latest updates later this afternoon. Uh, But let's just say you all are crushing it. You were doing the work. The housing slowdown is helping you. So lots of good information. I am going to ask one more time, hopefully, uh, if you've read this book and you enjoyed it and you have not yet left a five-star review, if you could go to Amazon and do me a huge favor. Yes, I know I'm asking for a favor. But if you can go write a five-star review, even if it just says great book, I would appreciate it. We had been averaging five stars, which is really 4.8 and above for 14 months. And here recently, uh, we just dipped down to under 4.8. So now the average is, you know, less than a five-star. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the thousands of people that watch this every day, that four or five of you could go to Amazon today and write a review. So if you can help me do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, As we are looking at the daily financial news, I was up pretty early with the new puppy, Happy. Yes, Happy is with me, but she is sleeping and I didn't want to wake her up. She is right here by the foot of my chair. Uh, What I did is watched a lot of other YouTube channels this morning. A couple of topics that you all asked me to look at. We did a live stream yesterday. So I looked at these videos. Uh, There are three of them. And then what I'm going to close with are five things that scare me. Lots of people are talking crash and all these other things, but I want to share with you five things that actually scare me. Now, none of them I'm calling for, but all five of them I am watching. So pay attention to that. And I think number one, I think number one might surprise you. I think all of them will surprise you, but number one, oh, number one will surprise you. So first and foremost, there was a video shared with me by a couple of followers of the channel about the dollar being dead or the dollar died or the petrol dollar. Uh, there is a uh, article out there talking about a, a uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia, I don't know what you want to call it, partnership or agreement, probably agreement would be right, uh, where Saudi Arabia essentially would likely sell oil to Russia in non-dollar denominations. Ah, alliance. That's a great word. I love these chat little bubbles. You are awesome. So yes, a Russia and Saudi Arabia alliance uh, and that um, 
you know, this was the signal, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, oil would be sold or transacted in something other than dollar was this huge signal that the dollar is dead. Um, you know, I guess anything is possible. Uh, but when I look at that situation, I go, who are the parties involved? Saudi Arabia, Russia. I go, do either of those countries particularly like us? The answer is no. Neither country particularly likes the United States. Uh, one of them probably deals with us because we buy a lot of their stuff. Uh, the other one is a uh, never been a friend, at least during my life, or at least, yeah, I don't think it's ever been a friend. So the fact that two people who don't like us created an alliance to do something on their own, good for them, you know? You don't like us anyway, so go, go do what you do. Uh, is this some super secret under-to-the-table handshake that the dollar's dead? I certainly do not think so. Uh, the lion's share of petrodollars or dollars or oil will be transacted in dollars. The fact that some of them won't be. You know, countries don't like us. They're going to they're gonna probably partner up together, right? The, the friend of my enemy is, or the enemy of my enemy is a friend, whatever they have that saying. So, yeah, the fact that Russia and Saudi Arabia got together on an alliance... I'm shocked. My answer is I'm shocked it didn't happen already. That's my kind of answer to that. Uh, number two, uh, there has been a video that's out there talking about the great rental home collapse or bubble, I believe the word was used. Why does everything have to be a bubble or crash or collapse on this particular channel? Can't you ever do a video that's like positive? But man. So again, lots of pretty charts, lots of pretty graphs, and... Um, I really want to know if this individual actually owns any rental homes, ever owned rental homes, or do they just sit at their computer and look at charts? Because first and foremost, one of the things they did, they did wrong, and it really invalidates the entire premise of the video, is they took median income of a single person and compared it to rental rates and correctly showed... Um, you know, rental, rental rates to an individual is going to become cost prohibitive. How many, you know, I've owned thousands of rentals over the years, rented to thousands of individuals. It is a very rare situation where one income is renting the home these days. There are two incomes, and once you have two incomes, even a roommate situation, not necessarily boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, but just roommates invalidates this entire article. Rents are still generally affordable. That said, rents are up. Near the tail end of this video really goes off the rails for me. Talks about the only things that matter in rental homes are migration, jobs, and wages. Folks, that is one side of a two-sided equation. They are just wrong. The other side of migration, jobs, and wages is supply. We have a supply problem. And as this channel has correctly indicated in the past, supply is going to become a problem because there's going to be some frustrated landlords that give up. I've told you many times between now and the end of the year, I expect many frustrated landlords to go, I'm done. 43 states are starting evictions right now. What they are going to do is evict a non-paying tenant or a problem tenant, and they're going to clean it up, and they are going to sell it. So if you have 
an example, 100, and you whack off 10, and now you have 90, even if migration, jobs, wages stays the same, you are going to see rental increases. So the fact is, in 20 years of doing this, rents have never increased this much. A lot of this is self-induced government intervention. When you, when you mess with a system, and that's exactly what this eviction moratorium and foreclosure moratorium and all of these things have done, they've stopped the normal working order of real estate. You're going to get odd behaviors like rents going up 20%. As the, we start stop messing with the wheels of, you know, the system, things will certainly unwind and become more realistic. We are not in a rental bubble. Um, you know, there were years where it was flat. So again, uh, it is a supply and demand equation. Rental homes are not just about demand. Does he think that the supply is just there and it's always the same? I mean, I don't understand why you don't talk about supply. And again, supply of affordable rental homes, the ones that most people need, are going away, disappearing. In addition to that, this channel seems to have forgotten that we have these programs called housing assistance. Housing assistance, Section 8, whatever you would like to call that. There is a segment of the population where that doesn't pay their full rent. I think we've talked about it on this channel. That program is likely to grow. It may not grow in numbers, but it will grow in value or total dollars, which will mean rents will go up as well. So yes, rentals are a problem. Rental rates are shockingly high. Rental rates are, if they continue like this, it could be a real problem. But I believe as the system opens up and we start having, you know, extra units available or taken off the market, we will work through this together. So yeah, no rental house uh, bubble, rental bubble, none of that stuff. Uh, we've already talked about his crash calls being wrong, but yeah, uh, we are simply losing affordable units. And when you take out supply, rates go up. It is really that simple. And then lastly, let's talk about the 2021 housing market gone wild. Uh, I thought that was a very exciting title. Uh, I would argue it's already wild. It's not going wild. It is wild, in my opinion. Uh, we certainly are going to see evictions going up. Uh, we are going to see higher taxes next year. I believe that will have some inventory come on the market, as we've talked about many times. Uh, I'm also talking to real estate agents, and buyers are coming back. Buyers took July and August off. Uh, if you've been watching my channel, yesterday I posted a two or three minute walkthrough of my latest flip. This flip is a condo. I don't generally flip condos, but the numbers work. We listed it Friday. We had an offer Saturday over asking price. 20% uh, down conventional loan. Uh, we'll be closing in 30 days or less, and we took that. Again, what is different, I flipped a house 90 days ago, we had seven offers. This time we had two in 24 hours. And all you need is one. So again, the market is still there. Uh, and again, talking to agents, it appears that buyers are coming back. A couple of, uh, an agent in Phoenix and in Southern California uh, indicated that open houses just this weekend, yesterday, were a uh, more well attended. So it is very interesting going on. 
Another conversation in this video about the housing market gone wild is iBuyers. iBuyers. iBuyers overpaying. iBuyers doing this. iBuyers dominating micro. iBuyers competing with themselves. Zillow, Redfin, all of those folks. Folks, um, they have a lot of money. They cash. They've raised a bunch of money. But let's not forget they are horrible flipping homes. The average iBuyer, the last posting I saw, lost $40,000 a house. Folks, as I experienced in the dot-com crash in the early 2000s or late 99, companies like this can lose money for a while until they, get, um, until they wake up. Let's also not forget that these iBuyers, generally speaking, aren't trying to dominate the flipping bees business. They are trying to buy data. They are trying to buy data. Um, data to sell leads, right? If you look at what their systems are and what they will likely be going forward, they have unqualified leads versus high qualified and the whole spectrum. They get very little money for an unqualified lead, something like 20 bucks. But for a high quality guaranteed lead, they can get up to $2,000. That's what the companies are trying to do. They are trying to build this I'm going to call it a database or a data lake of information so that they can charge more for leads. These companies are overpaying and losing money. So again, let's not forget what they are. And then lastly, let's talk about the 1.45 million people that are seriously delinquent. Even if all of those people foreclosed, never made a payment, that inventory doesn't show up for two years. I've been telling you this for over a year now. The average foreclosure is greater than 800 days across the country. In addition to that, as I've shared with you in the past, uh, of the roughly 2.5 million people that have come out of the forbearance process, yes, it started at over 4 million and now we're at 1.5. That means 2.5 million people have cured, resolved their issue. Only 1% of 2.5 million loans cured with a short sale or a foreclosure. Most, most paid the back balance. Most people had the cash. They went into forbearance just because they were told they could. So again, this is not going to be the huge wave. It's not going to be, it's not even going to be a drip in a big bucket. So with that said, I want to talk about the five things that scare me. These are five things that scare me. Um, kind of generally in the economy. Number five, I fear a jump in the 30-year mortgage rate of one full percentage point in under a month. Now, that's not because I believe a jump in the 30-year mortgage rate destroys housing. Not at all. We have talked about this in the past. Real estate would simply slow down and slow down big time. Refis would nearly stop. But what concerns me about a jump of 1% in the 30-year mortgage is what caused it. It would likely be some black swan event out in the economy that caught the Fed by surprise and rates had to shoot up. That's what scares me, right? The jump in 30-year mortgage rate of 1% inside of a month is the result of something else. And again, the whole idea of a black swan is you and I don't see it coming. So number five is a jump in the 30-year mortgage rate of greater than 1% in a very, very small window. I believe rates are going up, but they'll creep up versus shoot up. So that's number five. Number four, 
Hopefully you've seen this in my channel because again, I'm an open book. I fear inflation uh, above, I actually wrote down 5%. I fear inflation at a high rate for years. I am not in the camp of transitory. I believe wage inflation is real. I believe rent inflation is real. Uh, I believe the Fed is missing the boat. So I fear 5% inflation for three years or more. It has happened before. As I've shared, I'm looking at the 1940s where we averaged 6% and the 1970s where we averaged 8%. These are things to be concerned about. So I fear inflation for three years. That would be something I am afraid of. Number three, I really am uncomfortable, afraid of 40-year mortgages. 40-year mortgages. 40-year mortgages, they just feel wrong, right? I am someone who was saved by parents getting on the property ladder, paying off their home over time. Yes, it was a piggy bank at some very dark days for my family. I believe 40-year mortgages just perpetuates people never paying off their home. Uh, again, as I've shared with you, a 40-year mortgage rate really increases the value of people who own real estate. So our portfolio goes up 10, 15, 20% seemingly overnight if a 40-year becomes standard. I really don't like, I don't know. I'm just uncomfortable with it. I think it's coming. I think by three years from now, 40-year mortgages will be at least as common as 30 years. But that doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. That's number three. So number two, this is, in my opinion, the big cause of the last housing bubble, the Great Recession, whatever you want to call it. And that is giving yes answers to people that deserve no answers to buy a home. When I am declining tenants for poor credit and poor income, and yet they get a mortgage, that is a sign of a problem. The last crisis had lots of subtleties and all of these things, and it was a much, much bigger problem. But I believe the root of the problem was there was a belief that everybody deserved a home. And if that was a belief, you had to say yes to everyone. And frankly speaking, not everyone is qualified yet to own a home. Owning a home is expensive. There are surprises. And getting somebody into a home that they ultimately lose in two years to foreclosure or short sale is horrible. You've damaged a generation of homeowners. I saw people lose their homes after celebrating moving in, and now their kids are going to remember that mom and dad lost their home. Again, I fear the government, FHFA, Fannie Freddie, whoever it is, saying everybody deserves a home. We're going to help you get into a home. Don't worry about it. You're approved. That rubber stamp, that bad lending is a problem. That would shoot up pricing. Uh, it would really quickly become un unaffordable just like last time. But that is my number two fear is we are approving. We're giving yes answers to people that should get at least... I don't want to say no, say not yet. You're not ready yet. And then number one, the number one thing that I fear is a lot of you watching this channel will be still watching this channel or other channels and you haven't done the work. 
you don't own a property yet. I have been in this business for 20 years. I started writing on Bigger Pockets seemingly 15 years ago. I spoke at the first event in Denver. I'm interviewed with Josh Dork, Dorkin early on. I had a, a blog called Wealth Building Pro. This channel now has three, four, five videos a day. If you're interested in real estate and you do nothing the next five years, that's just rough. And I know it happens. I have had people reach out to me going, Michael, I remember when you were a featured blog post on Bigger Pockets and I didn't do anything. Man, you have missed a decade of appreciation, a decade of rent growth, a decade of mortgage paydown. If you're going to do this business, pick your lane, focus, and do the daily work. If you need some help, buy the course, join the Facebook group, let the Facebook group hold you accountable. So many of you, have interest, but you're not doing the work. And if you're still doing this five years from now, that's, that's, that's not good. So hopefully I will be speaking with Laura Morby at 8 a.m. We haven't quite confirmed, but that is my hope. And then I have a special guest at nine o'clock uh, to talk about a deal that got done. So worst case, we will be speaking with a guest at nine. Hopefully we'll be speaking with Laura at eight. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Bye.